This is Parent Boss Leader. Parent, parent boss, boss leader, 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 leader. And here's your host. She's a courageous voice for women, parents, and modern workforce leaders alike. She's a keynote speaker and proud mother of two, the vice president of sales and strategy for ATR International, Laura R. Munson. Welcome to the podcast, Parent Boss Leader. I am your host, Laura Reinhart Munson. Like and subscribe if you like what you hear today. I have a very amazing guest, Julie Hurley, Senior Change Management Consultant at Duke Energy Corporation. Julie, thanks for being on the show. Of course. Hey, Laura. Great to chat with you this afternoon. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we're going to talk a little bit about Julie's background in change management, what she does in her role. We're going to talk about change in general, because there is so much change constantly in the U.S. And you've had some awesome tidbits about that. And even share about your passion in an organization, helping other women as well. So awesome. yeah, let's dive right in. Tell us a little bit about your background, Julie. Well, Laura, one thing I just have to say, it's so nice to to chat with you and spend time with you virtually, but one thing I noticed, I love your quote sitting behind you in your home office, and I'm I'm such a quote gal, I love Mm -hmm. affirmation, positive affirmations, and I just have to share in my home office, so I sit in Charlotte, North Carolina, so we are all the way on the other side of the country from each other, but just had to share In my home office, I have a little quote given to my mom about a decade ago saying, if you work really hard and are kind, amazing things will happen. So I love love that reflected on your end as well. Isn't that true? And I'm glad you said it for any folks who are just listening in and not seeing us work hard, be kind. Really that message, it is true, right? Like what, why else are we here on this earth if we're not kind to each other, even in our roles, moving, even when times of stress? So I love your mom for giving you that too. She's fantastic. And I totally agree. Like attracts like, even in our personal relationships. I know we're about to dive in, in our corporate environments, but just being good people, wanting the best for each other, being kind and practicing humility. It's just so transferable. Absolutely. So Julie, let's jump into your career side and your career background. And I love that you went to Penn State as well. We're mutual alumni from Penn State. We are. (laughs) Oh man, it's true. (laughs) But tell us a little bit about what happened after Penn State, a little bit about your career path and what you do now, dude. Sure. So I graduated Penn State in 07. So we all know that the economy was not in the best place at that point. So graduating with a degree in communications and business in 07 was um, a bit cumbersome in that current state. So I had been in hospitality for many years. So I stayed down that path and actually relocated to Charleston. So that was amazing to live at the beach be in hospitality in a new place, making lots of friends, but even the skill set from college and in the hospitality field, so many of those skills are transferable. So how you relate to people, 
conflict resolution, again, always being kind, um, yep. worked in that space for a while, and then um, actually moved to Charlotte, North Carolina um, with that company, but in their corporate office. Spent a few years there, finished, uh, started and finished my master's degree in healthcare administration. Um, several years ago, I wanted to run a hospital and kind of be on, in that C-suite in a healthcare organization. Um, didn't really pan out that way. You know, we can make all the plans we want and that really means nothing. You just have to keep striving ahead and continuing your path. And I um, actually landed at Duke Energy at um, Duke Energy's headquarters is in Charlotte. So I started there and worked as an executive assistant. And since then I've been kind of moving up that corporate ladder in different departments, supporting different organizations, networking, learning, growing. Um, I've been on the career path there for the last seven years. And for about the last two and a half years, I've been in change management with Duke Energy. Oh, I love that. Could you define change management? What is that? Can you tell us and our guests, what is change management? Sure. So, Laura, it's funny. Many people um, think that that's a bit, is that an ambiguous term? What does that really mean? I need some more insight. Even my good friends are like, Julie, what is your day-to-day? -day? What does that really mean? So um, I like to think about it as managing change, but with a people's lens. So mm. the people are at the focus. Um, at Duke Energy, we're really focused on human-centered design. So that that's basically focusing on the end user, focusing on that stakeholder. I've been involved in several large system implementation processes. Um, my background's been in kind of um, implementing large technology systems throughout our jurisdictions. So yes. it's really important that as we're implementing very large systems that we're keeping that user in mind. Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes change is really centered around the, the return on investment, the bottom line, the financial piece. And albeit that is very important, but my team, we we take that end user along for the journey during that team. So we really want to create an awareness for that stakeholder, what's happening, the why, the what's in it for me, because as people, we're selfish. There's a big change happening. We think, how is this going to impact my job? What does this mean for me? Is, is there going to be a layoff on the other side of that? Like we really have to inform and engage mm -hmm. them and get their buy-in, if you will, to take them along that journey and then set them up for success with the education. These are the tools that you need. Make sure that they have the ability and the knowledge to, um, to understand that change and how that's impacting them. And then after the go live date of the implementation, also being there on the other end as far as being there for support and as a resource so our stakeholders know just because we went live when you have questions or you need additional help and support we're still here on the other end so laura it's a full tra trajectory of support for our end users 
Thank you for defining that. You really gave a good overview. And in a way, it's funny. You said change management. It is what it is, managing through the change, but really focusing on the people in it. And I think it says a lot about Duke as well, even having a whole change management team, because people drive business, people and their feelings, their emotions, and working through that in a respectful way is so important. So yeah. thank you for kind of sharing a bit about what you do. Or just one more piece too, I think oftentimes it's left behind is we also want to make sure our end users, our stakeholders also adopt that process, adopt that, that change. Because if our users aren't equipped and empowered with that change, if they say, no, thank you, I'm going to do a workaround or go back to old behaviors, that fails. And yes. that's a waste of time, energy, money, frustrated people. So also making sure that that our team, that those stakeholders feel comfortable and say yes to the change. That is important. Having their buy-in. And once there's yes, there's accountability to keep the change in place. It's very true. That's a very good nugget that I would like to write down too. <laughs> yes. Making sure the accountability and forcing things. Very true. Exactly. So. Since you deal with, I guess, the psychology of change and, and dealing with the people side of it, what advice would you have for people who are in challenging situations, say at work where there's so much change going on? What would be advice that you'd give to someone who's in that situation? Yeah, um, gosh, across all industries, across the country, across the world, change is evident and it's we have to change. You know, um, we have to kind of keep up with the times as well, as fast as technology is moving, it's at the speed of light that we have to, us as people at Duke Energy, your organization, mine, we have to be a part of that change or it's going to happen without us. So yes. we need to be on board. And um, as a change practitioner, I always advise to stay curious. If there's something that you don't understand, raise your hands, ask a question. And I think oftentimes in corporate America, we just kind of follow the status quo that it's always been done this way. And this is what works best. That's not necessarily true. Uh, you know, be curious about a new way of thinking, a new way of designing. If something isn't working right, if something doesn't feel right, challenge that, ask questions. So you know, the more information that you have, the better equipped you are and the better person, employee um, you'll be once you have that information and, and feel great about the change that's happening. You know, that's so inspiring. I love how you put it too. It is because change is eminent across every industry, every workplace, every team, team members leave, some come, some go, or there's ways of, um, or processes change. Um, I like what you said about ask questions and be curious, because I think people who maybe don't sit in a leadership role think, what influence do I have over any situation? When people start asking questions, it's people who run organizations. Questions bubble up as well. So it's important to ask questions. Exactly. And even even if it doesn't create necessarily a new change for that 
question, at least there can be some explanation behind it for people to get behind whatever's being implemented. So very good. I like how you said that. Yeah. Well, thank you. And if you have a question, you are probably not the only one in the room or on the Zoom that has that question. So speak up. Truth. Man, be curious. Be brave, right? Yes. Use your voice. Yes. Yes. Speak up. <laughs> I like it. So I wanted to pivot a little bit. You have a passion project helping women. So yes. it's called the Beauty Boost. And you're the city owner in Charlotte. Is that right? Yes. Tell us about it. So um, I, corporate America is lovely. I enjoy putting on my business hat and being very strategic. Um, but on the side, kind of my nights, weekends, passion project, I, as you mentioned, I'm the city owner of the Beauty Booth Charlotte, and we are an organization to empower women to feel healthy and beautiful. And I've been in the, um, the Charlotte market for about a year and a half, and I was an ambassador for about two years before that. Yes. And the Beauty Booth is actually national. So we have 24 cities across the U.S where um, we're just bringing together like-minded women. Um, we have in-person events, virtual events, day retreats, weekend retreats. We're just trying to connect awesome women with each other and also highlight female entrepreneurs during our events as well. Oh, I love that. So it's women lifting other women up. Yes, it's lovely. Wow. Brings me a lot of joy. Yeah. And what type of events do you have? Is it usually maybe a guest panels? Is it lunches? Like what type of events? Yeah. Awesome question. So every month and it's consistent, every city, we kind of follow a roadmap just so if you're at the beauty boost in LA or San Diego, which there happens to be those chapters or yep. in Charlotte or in Asheville, there's, we, we all follow a roadmap. So we know in January, we have a year project and that's where we work with a life coach and we create vision boards, we do goal setting, visualization, manifestation. Um, in February, we do a gals night out where we partner with a local spa and do Love it. facials, Reiki oh. treatments, massages. Yeah, oh my. sorry boys, but this is the girls night. And oh, I love it. And to your point, Laura, we do, um, in March, we do a women's panel discussion where we feature seven wonderful women in the community from different spaces. Um, in Charlotte, we had an artist, a gal that rehabs furniture, an, um, excuse me, a singer-songwriter hosted by a local MC that, who's also a podcaster. So I personally, that's one of my favorite events because I love hearing from other women and their best practices and the yep. barriers that they overcame to become who they currently are. So I just love sharing stories and learning. And so that's one theme and we do fitness events and styling sessions. And it's, it's a myriad of themes because just like women, we're not one size fits all. So we really have something for everyone. Amazing. So people listening, if they're interested in this, what's the best way for people to find information or to connect with you? What would you recommend? Well, I love that. Thank you. Um, so you can find us on thebeautyboost.net. 
And okay. we're currently in 24 cities and looking to expand and looking to reach other gals. So if you're interested interested in possibly opening a city, I'd love to chat with you. I'll connect you with our founder. We just mm -hmm. we want more exposure and to grow and to impact as many women as possible. So please find us. Yes. And I'll post that when our podcast goes live. I'll make sure that we have that up on the website as well. So Julie, thank you so much for being a guest today. I know you're very busy in your role, even spending time. And I think it's such a relevant topic. There's so much change at all times, but you gave very good advice. Be curious, speak up. And I also loved your sign in the background, being kind, working hard, <laughs> being kind. It was great to have you. Thank you so much. What a, a wonderful chat. And I'm looking forward to staying connected. Great. Thanks, Julie. Thanks, Laura.